0: It's on Parade, D2 Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? I am uh, exhausted, tired, uh, burned out. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty tired myself, man. Yeah, I uh, got up at, uh, well, I woke up at 3.45, something like that, to get a cab to the airport for an early flight in Los Angeles. Uh, Listeners, I told Jake something that I didn't tell you last week after we signed off. I said I might have a story to tell next week and uh now i'm gonna tell it to the listeners I, I told jake i was flying to los angeles that uh i might be on a tv show tv nice, show nice. now you, you're thinking wait is he gonna be on conan is he gonna be on kimmel what, what, what's he gonna be on uh i'm not gonna tell you because i'm i'm not gonna be on the show it's i have the perfect hollywood story jake oh, that, the,
1: that sucks man
0: well it, it's all right because it was a talk show let's start there what happened was I write blogs for the Huffington Post and a website called The Good Men Project. And about two weeks ago or the middle of last week, like I get this email out of the blue, Nathan, I'm a producer on this talk show you've never heard of, Um, you know, like if on a scale of one, I won't even, I'm a producer on this talk show. Uh, we, We discovered a blog you wrote, uh we'd love to have you and your wife come out to our to LA and be on this talk show and talk about it. See your every
1: time I get those kind of letters it ends up just being a creepy old man trying to get in my pants. Is that what happened? Is it no, a I, creepy I, old man trying to get in your pants?
0: I, I I was skeptical. I'm like an email any email out of the blue like you know, I'm thinking Nigerian prince, you're gonna ask for my credit card number, buy you right. know like anything. So put this blindfold on, exactly. bring this cup of tea, that kind of thing. So in a nutshell, what happened was uh, they, they, they talked to me, they talked to my wife. My wife has, they they wanna fly us out Thursday to tape the show Friday and fly back on Saturday. Well, my wife has concert tickets in Minneapolis Uh, To someone she's never seen, it's someone she's always wanted to see and she's going to drive and she wants to know if they can fly out Friday morning and they say no. So my wife cancels her concert to do this. Uh, We do several telephone interviews to make sure that we're good candidates for the talk show. Then uh, we sign like 5,000 release forms. They they make us make a video introducing ourselves like, hi, I'm Nathan and, and I'm Lydia and whatever and we we, we send that to them. Then we have, we have to go through all these photos. Can you send us wedding photos? All this shit we show when we introduce, you know, like here's our guest couple and they're going to show, you know, like the montage they show on this. Tel- we sign all these release forms. We go through all this shit. Then we, we do another interview. Like we interview with three people, three levels. Like you get the associate assistant, the assistant, and then the producer. Like everybody's talking to us to make sure we're Good for the show. Uh, we we get there, so they, they buy us the tickets. We fly out to Los Angeles, and uh, they, they show us the show breakdown. We, we get there. The show is going to tape at 3 p.m. We get there at about 1 p.m., go into hair and makeup, and then they sit down with us and say, okay, here's how the show goes. Segment one, is this person you've never heard of from The Celebrity Apprentice. She's written a book about female empowerment, and she's going to talk about her book for segment one. Segment two, you two come out, you talk about your marriage. Segment three, this woman. Segment four, this woman. And then segment five, it's a panel of females, uh, all the women that were on before. Perfect. Uh, you're going to sit in the front row of the audience so that uh, when the Celebrity Apprentice woman is on, uh, she asks you guys a question, you answer, and that's the, how we introduce you and then we bring you up on stage for segment two. Perfect. Uh, go down, sit down, and, and just to cut to the chase, the Celebrity Apprentice uh, person, as you would guess from the celebrity, snake oil salesman, uh, is talking about empowerment and financial security. I will give you the message in a nutshell start an ebay business that was it repeated over and over and they went start an ebay business go into your closet take all the clothes out of your closet sell it on ebay you have stuff in the garage that you just don't use sell it on ebay financially empower yourself get on ebay start your own ebay And and that's it. That's like that's
1: not really a business. No, that's just just selling. That's a yard sale only on eBay. And not only that, you call a yard sale a business?
0: Exactly. And say say this show gets watched by a million people. So if a million people suddenly open eBay businesses, they're not all going to be financially successful. But that literally is a. And here's the kicker. So segment one ends. We're supposed to be segment two. Nope. Gonna keep the celebrity apprentice person on. Segment two ends. Nope gonna keep the celebrity apprentice person on then so, then segment four and they continue on the way it's supposed to meaning they just literally cut uh, lydia and i out and they put her on at the end for the panel and they're going to cut that too they asked one awkward question and it just like the show is an hour which means it's 44 or 42 minutes with commercials and they taped for well over an hour which means there's going to be a lot of shit cut out um but that it was sucks, funny. Man. It is what it is. I felt bad for Lydia because she got her hopes up. What's, what sucked, what was funny, is the audience was all extras from Central Casting because uh, I talked to a few of them and I talked to one of the people that worked there and they're like, oh yeah, these people are all paid to be here. Uh, but my favorite part of the whole thing was after the show, when we're back in the dressing room. They, the The producers that were talking to us, they sort of pretended like nothing happened. They went like, "Yeah, you know, things got out of control the The, the first guest went long uh, we're going to let you know two days before it airs, though so you, so you know when it airs, and all I could think was like, so I can watch myself not be on TV. I do that already <laughs> i mean it 's like
1: why would I, why would you want to watch it
0: again, man? you already you seen it live Exactly, Well, maybe to see yourself on TV, but you're not, but I just thought it was funny. I mean, for a TV show, it doesn't but we estimate they spent on plane tickets, hotel, to and from the airport, food per diem. They probably dropped $1500 on us to not use us. So it was like a neat trip we got out of it. Great, we got flown to Los Angeles. But my I got blue balls of television. That that's the, Damn. the story. I got I got I got teased, I got my balls tickled and then no release.
1: That's, that's rough, man. That's, uh, that's a shitty deal, man. Those, those goddamn producers reached out and grabbed you right by the pussy, man.
0: Oh, they bullshit. did. They did. Um, yeah, I, like, I don't know. Like I said, I felt bad for my wife because I, I worked in Hollywood in Los Angeles and I saw this happen all the time. Like, uh, Right,
1: you were like, oh, this is going to be fucking bullshit. Like, I, I didn't ho- hopefully it it's be, something good, but yeah. yeah.
0: I, it was, was like hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Like I didn't yeah, get my yeah. expectations up. But when I moved to Los Angeles, I met a guy. I can't remember his name. I could look him up on the internet right now. Do you remember the movie Basketball? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a pretty good movie. It was a South Park guy. Right? Yeah, I laughed and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Do you remember uh, there was one? a bigger guy, overweight guy that uh, was on an opposing team. And I think it was the only time that uh, Parker did the Cartman voice where he taunted him like, Hey, look at you, big guy. He did it. as. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what the guy looked like, but I I, I, I remember that part. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that guy, I met him. Yeah
1: fucking fat. Yeah, yeah, I remember that that
0: part. I, I met him. I sort of knew him tangentially. Like, I could look him up. Uh, he was supposed to be their nemesis throughout the entire film. Like they filmed the entire movie with every time they'd bump into him. He, he was the bad guy, the villain. And then he told me that he's like, you know, I I told all my friends, I told my family, I'm in this new movie with the South Park guys. And then they cut him out of everything. They just turned it into that last, like they decided they didn't need a villain other than the, the corporate interests. They didn't need, you know, Oh wow. so it was like, I knew that story, and from that moment on, I've heard that story a million times, and you've seen it too, haven't you, where it's like, oh, tonight on the, the the Letterman show, we have this comedian, and then they get to the end of the show, and oh, we ran out of time. Yeah, you know, always, yeah. And so I, I went in knowing that anything could happen, like, they could bait and switch us, get us on TV and like, now talk to us about why your marriage is failing. Like, I, I was prepared sure. for anything, And then what happened was we just... What do you need
1: to throw a chair? I'm tired of this wholesome bullshit.
0: Exactly. And that that was the, the... Here's the bad part about it is... I, you're sitting in the front row and there are cameras on you at all time. So I had to sit there like a goddamn robot, fake smiling and applauding like a like one of the paid actors in back, because I didn't want to be the guy sitting in the front row sulking and with my shoulder like this is boring and you know I, like I said it was, it was a neat experience because I it was fun to get flown out there and get you know it was a free little vacation uh, but yeah the rest was was. You know, it didn't turn out the way we wanted, but what are you gonna do? Not bitter, not, yeah. not angry, it was just
1: Dude, I wanna go back to that lady telling people to open up eBay businesses yes, and that's right how ahead. you get rich. So basically her business model is buy new, sell used. That was that was uh, that's what she she uh, That's her business model. It's going to make that, these women rich and in power. Jesus I Christ. Wish That's I why had... Saudi Arabia doesn't let them drive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I normally aren't, aren't on board with that. I think, they're my, I think the prophet's got a fucking good point with some of this shit.
0: Oh, that is so brilliant and beautiful. See, I wish I had been on. Well, here, here I, I skipped part of the story because I realized I was going on and I'm going too long. Um, remember I said that they were supposed to ask us a question? They did do that. Like, when we were in the audience... Uh, They turned and said, now we have people here, uh, female empowerment. uh, We have Nathan and Lydia, and Lydia makes more than her husband. How does that make you feel? And I'm like, you know, I said, fine. I contribute to the family, too. It's just that I'm a comedian. My wife earns more than I do. I'm I'm not a deadbeat, but, you know, I wish I could make more and so on and so forth. See,
1: I'm a stand-up comic. She works at the university. So she covers things like food and rent and medical bills. I cover things like um, cable and back to school supplies yeah that's uh, that's what I do as a stand-up comic <laughs> but really that does put me and not to talk down about myself that does put me, me in the high consider end that, much. that puts me in the top, top 1%
0: of comedians yeah. you
1: know you know how rare it is to find a comic that can afford school supplies for
0: <laughs> himself let alone a family you know let alone two kids. Yeah, but well, so here's, so I said that I so she, she turned to me and she pointed at me and said, see, now you need to start the side business. You need to get into your closet and start, you know, doing it on the side and selling and making money. And I'm just sitting there like, whatever. I wish I had had your comeback. If I had been able to on TV say to her, so you're telling me I should buy new and sell used. That's the, that would have been beautiful. I would have, oh my God, I wish I had that. You know,
1: the only way that plan works to make money. What time of the day does this air? I don't know. It's, it's,
0: it's I'm not giving the name of the show because I'm not throwing it under the bus. But it's syndicated, so it airs like at 2 a.m. in one place and three. Like I told you, it's it's you know we weren't invited on the Ellen Show or Dr. Phil. This is something right. you'd never heard of. This because is...
1: this was what this sounds like to me is something some some kind of daytime
0: thing. it's, yes. it's
1: not playing peak hours. It's playing during the day when most people with jobs are probably at jobs right so this is playing for women who stay at home and their husbands work and so yeah the business model kind of makes sense because they're not buying new their husbands are buying new so it's a hundred percent profit margin for them so yeah if you fucking marry a rich guy and he buys you a bunch of shit and you then sell that shit I suppose that's a great business, but you're leaving off a, a hell of a big part of the equation. And this, this show is supposed to be all, you know, women empowering. It's like, wait, that's that's your big empowering message to women is fuck a guy, get him to buy you stuff, and then sell that stuff to other women that didn't fuck a guy as rich, so they can only afford secondhand rich guy stuff who's probably got a small dick. Let's face it, guys that marry women like that, I mean, they marry... Better women if they were, you you know what I mean. If they had, I I don't know, if they were, if they were decent guys in any way, eh, they wouldn't need some lady that just sits around and watches some uh, generic Ellen Degeneres show, man. They would believe in
0: female empowerment, so they would be like me and marry an empowered woman.
1: That empowered woman doesn't need you to tell Trump
0: they're not Melania Trump, a a refugee looking for a green card because she, you know, had a, you know, she not marrying a guy forty years older than her.
1: To be fair, she's top shelf marrying rich guy. Oh, yeah, she is. She is like the stand-up comic that can afford school supplies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she's at the top of her of her bracket, man. So it's like, yeah, she might be your next first lady. You might have to stand up when she enters the room. Oh goodness.
0: Oh here here I, I forgot one part that i so, so she she tells me I should start the eBay business because my wife is working and I'm the stay-at-home bum. Uh, and then when they went to commercial she literally turned to Lydia and I and said, do you feel better about your situation now? Did I help you? And we're just sitting there like, no, we're fine because we aren't here to have our marriage saved. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. But like that was what Lydia really talked about was like, who the fuck is she to like turn to Like that was what really upset her was like, do you feel better? Did I help you? No, you, we weren't looking for help and your advice is shit. I wish Dude, you, you should. You shouldn't went the I, I other way. I needed to channel you. I, you're, the, oh my god! I can't. I, I so brilliant, so simple. The whole, you know, buy, yeah. buy new, sell used. I Fuck, wish I had no said sense. that. I because I was too it, dumbfounded. Because I was just sitting there like, I can't believe I, this is happening. And then, like I said, when I realized we were getting cut, like when they just jumped over us in the pecking order, I'm like, oh, now I just have to fucking sit here. Whatever. I mean, like I said, dude. You know
1: what? You know what you should have done is you should have gone like, you should have played the. You should have gone the other extreme, and played the alts for and just sat there. <laughs> yeah, I usually wake up around eleven, <laughs> um, and I get I start playing Counter Strike. That's when me and my team meet up around twelve thirty. Yes. But I gotta have time to go to the store and buy Monster Energy drinks first to play Counter Strike. <laughs> <laughs> just sit back.
0: <laughs> really bad she gets loser. mad at me because
1: i don't have time to do the dishes it's like you know if it's a tournament day i don't have time to do the dishes and like it's not I, this is a day, tournament
0: if it's not a tournament day <laughs> i have to practice for the tournament because what if it you know like i can't get to the tournament without practicing so it's like she i can't have her always nagging at me and like harping on me and yeah sometimes the kids you think, gotta follow you know. your dreams <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she needs to support my dreams yeah, you should have just played the ultimate shitbag.
0: What's funny is uh, I think that's what they wanted probably was because uh, conflict sells. Everybody loves conflict. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have any conflict, and they kept trying to they, – they talked about sacrifice. Like uh, They kept prepping Lydia saying, what kind of sacrifices do you make? And she's like, well, I don't know, not really. We have a good marriage. And uh, you you reminded me of something when you said ultimate shitbag, Though when I moved to Iowa, and I've done this ever since, when I moved in with my wife, Like for no reason other than I felt I should, when she got up at 7am to go to work, I just got up to start my day and then I would like write and do whatever. But it's like, yeah, yeah, I I just did it because it felt like, okay, I shouldn't be the asshole that sleeps until 8 or 9am. And I mean, now she's used to it. But back then she was like, why don't you sleep in? I'm like, cause that would make me the shit bag. Like if you, that's, that's the kind of behavior that is okay when the relationship's fresh because you're so in love, but 10 years down the road, it's like this asshole still sleeps in until whatever, you know, like that's, I'm, I'm glad I made that decision. It seemed like the right thing to do. Like, yeah, she's getting up. I'll get up. We start our day together, you know? And it was funny. Now, see,
1: I, I went through a little patch in between jobs and, uh.
0: Whenever my girlfriend would get up to go to work,
1: I would tell her to quit turning the light on. I would—I was trying to make her feel empowered. You know what I mean? I want to make her feel like feel like she was a driving force. I didn't want to sit there and like, "Oh, look at me getting up. Look how, ooh, yeah." Like, no, I, I, I wanted to. It's it's 2016. I wanted her to feel empowered and motivated and. Well, I slept.
0: You know what the funny thing about uh, any relationship is, is thinking back on it now, and I haven't had this thought in a long time, I'd love to talk to my wife about it, when I when, when I first moved in with her and I did that, just because it's a, well, a new relationship or it's a new living situation, I'd get up and we'd shower together and, and we wouldn't really like, you know, you don't play around every day, you don't do anything, you just do it because you're like, ah, you know, we're naked together and it's fun and we're showering, but you know, it's not, it, there's nothing sexual, it's kind of, you know what I mean. And yeah. I can't think of the last, well, I mean, we've done a little, like a couple of times where it's like, ah, oh, I need to jump in quick, but we haven't just showered together, showered together or washed each other in forever because it like used to be fun, like, Ooh, scrub my back. You know, like it's just so fun because we're young and in love and, and showering together. And now it's like, okay, uh, hurry up, get out. You know, like, or, I'll jump in for a second. You know, like we, yeah, uh, those were the days when you used to just like do things because yeah. Young and love. And yeah, now no.
1: My, my girlfriend suggested we shower together again the other day. I was disgusted. I was I was downright <laughs> outraged. I was like, hell no.
0: That's what when you, I, no. That's when I jerk off is when I'm showering. I don't need you in there when I'm trying to yank my yeah. yank my chain.
1: I don't want you. To, listen, what don't you understand about me? Time, not we time.
0: All right. <laughs> so today was fun. We, uh, of course. So I woke up at three forty-five, and then just because we had our alarm set at four a.m for our 4.15 a.m. cab to the airport and at 4.01 my wife's phone rings hey it's the cab I'm down in the lobby and I'm we're like uh it's not 4.15 you know like we said 4.15 but it made me think of OJ like because that was the thing is they they say the drive I remember just that from the OJ Simpson cases they say the driver always gets there early because the sooner he gets there and can badger you outside, the sooner that he can get onto the next gig or go home if it's his last gig of the day, you know? That's so true, that was yeah. the first thing I thought. It was like the phone's ringing at 4 or 1 a.m. I'm like, dude, you got fucking 14. So I'm like, no, we're going down at 4.15 because, we, you know, we got to the airport plenty of time. to. Oh, then the, the plane got fucking delayed. They... Have you ever heard of this? I get it, but I don't. They, they, they called for boarding, like, okay, we're going to pre-board the plane now. And the first group got on and then they said, whoa, 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 wait. Okay. Everybody has to get off the plane. Uh, they overfueled the airplane. We are facing a two hour delay. Over fueled. Yeah, like I, I, I like the first thing I thought of was my car. Like when it when it's over fueled, shit's shooting out the side, you know. And then the gas can turns off. But I guess with airplanes, like if the tank holds a hundred gallons and they only need sixty, ga- it's a weight issue. Like how much? Yeah, and landing and taking of off. But uh so then, so they said it was a two hour delay. But then they got a plane from Honolulu. They said wait 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 wait. Uh, quick, go to this gate, and you can board now because we just got a plane that opened up that that no one needs. Just get on it, and we'll get you out of here as soon as possible. That's so instead, cool. of, well, instead of a two-hour delay, they're like it's going to be at about an hour, or forty-five minutes. We'll get you, and yeah, that was my thought too. I was like, okay, that's cool. But we get on the plane and we sit. there. So, what, the what do they have
1: to siphon it out of that plane, or do they have to wait until it's a plane that's only got like? runway models and Ethiopian people. Exactly. Is that that what they have to do?
0: Or they're going to fly to Hawaii so they can burn it all off. Well, that was my question. It's like, why don't they just, you know, burn it off in the air? Because usually it's a landing issue or maybe it was a takeoff. Maybe it was too heavy for takeoff because they use so much weight for luggage or I have no idea. But so they put us on the new plane and we sit there for about, you know, 10 minutes. It gets boarding. and goes, okay, folks, we just have uh, one issue right now. Uh, this plane was just used and has no concessions. So it's going to be about 20, maybe 30, 40 minutes to get the uh, soda and water on. And everybody on the plane, like every single person, it was an audible, Oh. And just right then, I wanted to call for, like, a vote. Like, stand up and be like, can we vote just to say fuck the soda and beer and get there 40 minutes early? Because everybody had connecting flights, and I have never done this before. We landed in Minneapolis at the exact same time our connecting flight began boarding. And Damn. I ran with both. Lydia gave me her bag and ran to the plane to tell them to wait for me. And I put grabbed both our bags, my backpack and her uh, bag, and I sprinted from, all to the, from one end of the airport to the other. Like, I was so out of I almost threw up. I have never done that. And when I was still, like, one concourse away, I was at B, and we were at A-11. We were at the exact, the last fucking gate in the airport. I heard them say, uh, final boarding right now and i'm like booking ass going are you kidding me and i'm yelling at people like on your left on your left and i'm running and i got on and everyone's looking at me like there were a couple like yay because they knew they were waiting and, and so i got on at the exact last minute and we took off so it was like we it was neat to to catch our connecting flight because we knew we had like 50 minutes originally and yeah we like i said we landed and they're like be boarding. So nice. You ever had to, like, I've jogged through an airport, or I've been like, ooh, that was close, 10 minutes. I've never, ever had to sprint and been the last person on the plane. Yeah, I've,
1: I've never had to be be that close. But it took me forever to get through security uh, coming back from Iowa. because, yeah, uh, Well, I, I um, for some reason, I triggered some kind of chemical thing. Huh. So this old oh, TSA fertilizer. guy had to keep, yeah, he had to keep rubbing the thing all over my stuff. And they had taken a, 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 a jar of La Casa salsa from me, and I really like that salsa, and they don't have it out here. And uh, I, I was kind of expecting it to happen. did you have uh, a they, check
0: bag you could have put it in, or?
1: Nah, we don't want to check the bags, because it took forever. We just do a carry-on. it. Yeah, and yeah, I got yeah. a bottle of shampoo back without even really thinking. I just kind of packed it. So we were like, yeah. yeah, fuck it. Let's just take it, you know. If, if they take it, we're out a $3 bottle of salsa. But I, I don't, I don't want to check the bag and risk, like, oh, we... The guy that loads the bags, it turns out he's not the top of his class. And uh, he, he yeah, put it on the wrong it. plane, you yeah. know. And, yeah. or, you know, just something. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm checking it. They took it. and Yeah, I realized it was a possibility, so I didn't get too mad. But then they're sitting there swiping through all the stuff. And I'm like, okay, you, you clearly know I'm not up to – like, I, look, I'm, I'm traveling with, like, my girlfriend and shit – like, yeah. I'm not some fucking dude making bombs out of fertilizer and shit. And so, like, I started getting kind of annoyed. And, like, I'm I, I always did, wait, sort of, like...
0: Didn't they ask you any questions? Like, couldn't you just say, look, I just came from Iowa. Fucking farmland. I probably stepped in fertilizer. Like, did they ask you anything? Like, where have you been? No, man.
1: It was just, like, this board, like, um, oh, it's just, you know, sometimes fertilizer sits it off or, you know, sometimes... Yeah. I don't know. But so you nail polish getting and just you just stupid shit, you know, and... Yeah, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, the whole time, I, I'm tempted to just yell, Salsa, Akbar. And just... <laughs> <laughs> and and get kicked off the flight. No. Well, probably. Yeah. But I, I just... I wanted to, No, but I, I wanted to, like... I wanted them to see... I wanted them to fucking take that jar of salsa and be like, what's in this goddamn salsa? And I just wanted them to, like, just go crazy with testing the salsa. Well, I just continually... Like, every... Every five minutes or so, just salsa, akbar, and then and then pretend like I didn't say
0: it. Now, you know when, what I mean? did you go through a regular metal detector, or did you go to one of those ones where you step in, turn sideways, hold your hands over your head, and then the thing goes, you know, and, and scans? Yeah, I up. went to that
1: one both times.
0: Okay, and I did my
1: patented uh, rub myself and think about pretty ladies before I go in there, so they get a little free show. Not a not a pay site today. No, you got you got a you got a horny skeleton man. Well, Looking at you that, through
0: that machine. That's what I went through both times, too. And uh, this morning, I thought this was pretty neat. I got to tell you, um, I, I, I thought I emptied my pockets. Uh, and, well, I, no, I take that back. I knew that I emptied anything important out of my pockets, but I left one thing in my pocket, and I went in, and then, you know, I put my hands up and went, and I stepped on. And he goes, uh, I need to check your pocket. I looked down, and my figure had this bright orange on my pocket, and he said, "What's?" It? And I reached in and pulled out. You know, I I turned it inside out so I could see everything. And it was three breathmens. Like that scanner literally pl- pricked up, picked up three breathmens. Like. Wow, I, I thought breath mints. I'm like, yeah, I'm just leaving those in my pocket because fuck it, they're lifesavers, you know. um, Yeah, uh, you know, I, yeah. I took out my headphones because I know those have wire in them. I'm like, I took out my headphones. I took out, you know, the wallet, the, everything you're supposed to. But I'm like, ah, breath mints, Fuck fucking, I'll just leave those. And yeah, it, it bright orange on my left pocket that that showed up that there was an object that they didn't that that shouldn't have been there or that they they wanted to know what it was. So kudos to TSA. They uh they 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 catch a lot of shit. They they they're lifesaver safe yeah they didn't them. Yeah, they didn't com- they gave you know they just wanted to see him but i didn't think it picked up you know food
1: yeah i i uh i had a thought but then it, I, I lost it did it involve um, like
0: how long before you finally got released into you know your thing like how many things did they have to swipe before they figured oh fuck it did they determine what it was or did they just say oh fuck it just go get on your plane
1: yeah it was more just a second day they just ran the thing through and scanned it a couple more times through the x-ray it's just like oh my fucking god like come on man like use try to like they always say profiling like oh it's profiling it's bad it's bigotry it's whatever yeah it's like no man you gotta you gotta use that a little bit like if if a guy yeah like Single males—that's who you're looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean. And if they're if they're from a country that tends to do a lot of bad shit with bombs, like yeah, uh, maybe look at them a bit harder. But like, if it's if it's a dude traveling with his girlfriend and shit, like you kind of like come on.
0: And you like, don't younger and look sort of artistic. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Especially he gotta to use Amy. Amy has on that. that on she her. has that artistic yeah. look about her. Not the uh, angry misanthropic or you know delusional, uh, you know, you know, religious zealot look about it. Yeah.
1: I'm not even saying like, oh, just only go after, you know, people that are, have the ethnicity X, X, and X. I'm saying like, it's single males particularly traveling alone like that okay because they, like that's who causes all the fucking problems in the world <laughs> <Yeah>. Terrorists <laughs> I mean, or not it's, it's drinking yeah, yeah. sexual
0: I'm, assault yeah. um yeah you it's, know, it's men ages
1: 15 to 30 that's yes. who you're looking for all right men ages 15 to 30 and like if, if anybody outside of that or if they're, if they're clearly like a, a couple they're traveling together if, if that's they clearly have like their kid with them like You don't need to fuck with them, man. It's just, it's it's not. You need males either by themselves or with other males who are like 15 to 30. That's who the fuck you're looking for.
0: Yeah, they cause all the problems. If we could
1: just kill all
0: males (laughs) ages 15 to 30.
1: You know, I hate to sound like a bigot. I hate to sound like a Nazi. But my final solution for all the problems in the world... It's just round up all the males well, ages 15 to 30. Just guess and do what you no, gotta no, do.
0: No, 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 that's mean. What you gotta do is an earlier Logan's run. Uh, when they turn fourteen, they can get a girl pregnant so that they carry on their their whatever. But at fifteen, just the guy's done. That's the Logan's Run as they go to the yeah. the jewel or whatever it was, the light. The I can't remember exactly, but you know, fifteen is is the, is the age where they they check out. So you don't we don't have to round them up now. But you know, we just set up none of that bullshit.
1: Getting a sex change operation fourteen and a half. You think <laughs> I didn't think of that, huh? You get a sex change because you identify as someone who gets to live. And then you go down to Tijuana and get one of those cheap unsex changes for twenty dollars US and a and half a carton of smokes. I ain't falling for that shit.
0: Uh, oh, this is the last thing I'll, I, I'll bring up to you because we're pretty much uh, we've hit this podcast. But I thought th- th- this may be only interesting to me uh, at the airport this morning. Have you ever heard of uh, Rock and Bruise? No, it's uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of Kiss opened up like it's it's basically a hard rock cafe. It's called Rock and Brews, brew like brew beer. And uh, okay. so it's 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 they have several restaurants and one of them was in the airport, uh but you know, you buy burgers or food and it was open and that's where Lydia ate. Uh, I thought it was funny because okay, I get it. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of Kiss opened the restaurant. They own it. And so, like I said, it's like the Hard Rock Cafe. They have all you know, rock music playing, and they have all rock memorabilia. They had the Rolling Stones, the Police. It was it was all geared towards baby boomers, by the way. Like every band, every yeah. artist was. Ge- it was like not Generation X and not millennials. It was all geared toward b- baby. But what well, it he came- kind of he
1: kind of got it. Yeah, it's not like producers are sitting around going, "How are we going to appeal to millennials?" Sue Kiss, yeah, Sue kids.
0: Well, that's the, the my favorite part is, as I said, yes, I know Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley own it. But they were the only two. Like, they had, like, uh, Bruce Springsteen and U2 and the police. But when it came to Kiss, they only had Gene and Paul from back in the day wearing the makeup. Like, it, was, it wasn't a current picture of those two. It was their, like, at their heyday. But there was no Ace and Peter. Like, okay, come on. If you're going to put Kiss up there... Put Kiss up there. Yes, I yeah. know you own the restaurant, but either use a current picture of the two of you without makeup or with makeup. But but if you're going to put the iconic Gene and Paul pictures up, put the entire goddamn band up because that's what everybody, you know, I just thought that was pretty funny. To use yeah. a 1979 picture of Gene and Paul and then edit Ace and Peter out because, you know, you fight too much and they got kicked out of the band. It's like, yeah, I get it, but I, st- I still thought that was kind of shitty funny.
1: It's it's the restaurant chain version of Axl Rose uh, calling Guns N' Roses him and five other guys. Yes,
0: it's uh, Guns N' Roses featuring uh, the singer and no one else. All right. Goddamn, dude,
1: that's a genre of music that doesn't fucking work that well when you get old, man. Like, dude, the, the old guy hair metal bands, it's no. like like, get... Get a fucking denim jacket and a fedora and sit on a stool and do do a blues guitar version of "She's My Cherry Pie." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like throwing a having a beer gut and a spandex oh, leotard yeah. and you're fucking balding, so it's it's it, you sort of look like the predator with with like a I don't know like a, like a bandana on or something. It's just well, it's, it's not a good look. You can be an aging hippie. Like, like the 60s, the hippie shit, that's, what, that's a look that ages well. You can be an old hippie. You can't be an old hair metal guy or an old punk rock guy. Like I see that shit in New York sometimes, especially with the punk rock shit. There's a street St. Mark's. It's all like punk rock stuff. And they have guys that were, they were there when it all started, man. But this isn't when it all started. Yeah. They're old as fuck now. I'm talking gray-haired, balding dudes that have like the spike jackets and shit on. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing man you're a grandpa
0: with spike jackets what what this doesn't work yeah you gotta grow up sometime that was the thing with uh i gave metallica credit for that i remember when they all cut their hair uh and then you know lars and james pretty much have kept it short and kirk grew it back but they said you know we're adults now we're men you look at right you look at robert plant and he looks silly as an old guy with like rocker hair And, and you know, yeah, I, I, like, yeah, they they literally said that. It's like at some point you grow up. You know, Hetfield looks yeah. normal now as the lead singer of Metallica with short hair, with a sort of military haircut, because he looks like an adult. He looks like a man. And that's yeah. what he's or, supposed well, to look like. Yeah, or you can do
1: long hair if you're like, if you have that sort of, I don't know, kind of hippie vibe yeah, or yeah, no, even, no, even like it. country, like like an old country guy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, with I mean? the beard. Like, the, uh, the, yeah, 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 Merle Haggard and, yeah. and Willie Nelson, something like that. Yeah, it fucking works, man. But yeah, there's certain genres, especially like like the, the the hard rock kind of shit. Like that, that does not age well, man. No, no.
0: All right, kids. Well, uh, give us your opinions on uh, metal rockers and how they age. Uh, give us comments on SoundCloud or wherever you listen, Stitcher. Uh, email us, nathantimble.com, jakevevera.com. Thanks for listening. Later. Yeah, we banged that out. I mean, we're at 30, 35 minutes. That went really fast. Like, I was worried that I was babbling, but it it was such a weird experience. Like, not everybody has these Hollywood experiences, so they don't know how easy it is to.